What's going on everybody? It's your boy JME and welcome along to the ninth episode of Hashtag Are You Okay Mate? Had a couple of weeks off, obviously, due to my holiday blues and being busy back at work and stuff. And I wanted this episode to be a special one. Very excited today. I'm joined with another mental health podcaster. Uh, sit down with Saf, so let's get into it. So, welcome along, everybody. Like I said, I'm joined by a very special guest today. He's travelled a long way. It's the guy from at Sit Down with Sav. So, Sav, welcome along, pal. How are you doing, Jamie? All right? Yeah, very well. And as the title of the podcast says, are you okay, mate? Uh, I'm all right. I'm all right, yes. <laughs> Good man. Good. So, um, we're recording both podcasts today. Yeah. So, this is the second time I've done this. And they call, I think they call it simulcasting in the industry um so yeah no we've been trying to get this on together for quite a while haven't we yeah, uh, I've, yeah. I've been busy you've been busy so we finally pinned it down um you've had a journey from london how was your drive yeah it was nice yeah. smooth clear roads good Lovely. good man <laughs> we'll see about on the way after on the way back maybe message me tonight and let me know how that went um so yeah so basically we was just chatting before we started recording of how we sort of come across each other um, so yeah, do you want to talk about that? So like, how did you get into the pod, mental health podcasting and how you come across me and uh, and stuff like that? Well, when I, I've always wanted to do a podcast from before I decided what I was going to do it on, regardless. Right. Uh, before, while I was battling with my depression, anxiety and mm-hmm. stuff like that, it never really, the last thing I was thinking about was, oh, I'm going to go out and I'm going to express myself to everyone, to the world and mm-hmm. let everyone know about it. Once I sort of, come out the other side felt a bit better about it they kind of just met in the middle like, yeah oh, right i want to do a podcast this is great i'm going to raise awareness there's for this. a topic yeah i want yeah. i want to stop this from happening yeah. to others basically yeah. um and i just started yeah on youtube how do, uh, what do i need for a podcast this, yeah that, and the other. had a look and just just went for it yeah and you've got some impressive kits so by the way guys obviously you can't see this but i will i'm going to take photos <laughs> Like, so I'll record my podcast on my phone, and that's it. It's just me and my phone, and whoever it happens to be with me at the time. Sav's turned up, and it looks like the Maid of Our studio in my living room at the minute. Like, I thought I was balling out with my light box and my cookies, and he's turned up, and he's got all the kit into the sun, so obviously he's a bit more professional than me. Um, but no, no, obviously, like, thanks for bringing the stuff, and thanks for coming down. And yeah, you're right, the podcast is a really good way to talk, isn't it? Because one thing... I've found is you want to talk but you don't know how to talk you don't know you like you really want to put a voice out there but it's like how do I protect myself when putting my voice out there and the podcast for me was it was sort of the next stage after everything else I've done on social media I had a few people message me and say look you why don't you try a podcast because I was going to try a YouTube channel um but I think for me YouTube is so big so vast yeah to get any engagement in there is really hard because you'll know yourself when you go on YouTube you'll go on there to watch a specific video yeah like it's not like Instagram when you'll sit and you you can lose yourself can't you because you'll go on this hashtag that hashtag this post that post but YouTube like with me I'll go on YouTube to watch a video at the minute it's reliving the Champions League semi-final <laughs> like I must have watched Lucas Moura's goal a million times um but yeah so so youtube for me was a no um i was like i'm not gonna go on there because i don't fit and and the the podcast was was the natural thing for me 
Um, so obviously with the theme of the podcast we do is talking about mental health and you know that's what sort of brought us together and it's like I don't know about you I've found Instagram's got this amazing community yeah all for it but I didn't know about it before I started I wasn't really active on social media with regards to that right that okay sense? yeah I wasn't yeah, yeah. Really putting it out there but once I knew that's what I wanted to do I made a page for the sit down with Sam podcast started yeah. putting it out there started interacting like you're saying with so many other people on there the yeah. community that I discovered was was incredible I was thinking there is so many people that are that are trying to do this it's absolutely it's, it's, it's amazing so if you don't mind um, let's talk about you let's talk about your your history your your, your battles with your mental health and stuff and, and what's led you to where you are now and, and more importantly if you're okay and, and it's a it's a very strange one with me because I don't know what caused it I've got an idea mm-hmm. in my head yeah but I um, I don't really know when I went to therapy and went through all these things there was no standout thing that was like right this is why you're going through what you're going through and this is how we're going to solve it yeah but it was like with me I couldn't I couldn't go on public transport I didn't want to put myself in an uncomfortable situation right I wouldn't kebab shop two minutes down the road I'm not going to pick it up I'll wait 40 minutes deliver it sort of thing I, I didn't want to go anywhere I was the that sort of led into depression because I didn't want to leave the house. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go to the pub. I didn't want to go anywhere. It was I used to get a weird feeling in my belly. Like a knots. Yeah, knots yeah. sort of thing. And instantly in my in my brain, I'd think, oh, I need to go toilet. Like, yeah. I never actually would need to go. I'd yeah. Just, in my head, that's just what I felt. Yeah. It was so weird. And it's the anxiety, isn't it? it? That's it, a yeah. build-up. And I don't know where it came from or how it happened. All of a sudden, on holiday one day, we were just driving along and it came across. I was... I was smoking a lot back then, a lot of weed, mm-hmm. and that, uh, at first I blamed it on that, mm-hmm. and I thought that was the, um, I don't smoke anymore, by the way, I have a number of years, yeah. but I thought that was, that's what sort of, I must have just been high, so yeah. when it happened, I was like, oh, I was just high, that must be, I was just it's just a side effect. Yeah, that's yeah. it, but then it continuously, I stopped, once I come back from that holiday, I stopped, mm-hmm. and it continuously kept happening, and happening, and happening, every time I got in a car, yeah. every time I went to get on a train, yeah. Every time in, like I couldn't have come here today without having to stop four or five times on the side of the road just to get out, breathe, get back in the car, and go again. Really? So it started affecting my work, started yeah. affecting everything, and I couldn't live my day-to-day life. It was I had to. In the end, I stopped working and mm-hmm. just had chill-out time by myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it happened over a period of like three to four years. What I'm saying to you. It like, does. It's not. Got, uh, it's not. Worse. It's not. It's not instant. You know, things, I think if you talk, like, I've, I've speak to a lot of people about their battles with mental health, and I do it daily, and the one theme that runs through it all is it's been a series of events, it's been gradual, like the initial, when you get back, when you analyse, I think when you're in a place like me, and you, hopefully you are now, like I'm really, I'm really well now. Yeah, no, like I said, if yeah. I was still... Like I was, I wouldn't have been able to yeah. come here. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm feeling the best, the best I've felt in, in a bloody long time, really. So what I tend to do in these moments when I'm well is I, I, I reflect on how I was when I was unwell. Now, with me, when I do become unwell, it does hit me like a sack of shit. It hits me like a steam train. But there's a series of events that lead up to it. And it's like anything. Like I was talking to someone about... Whether you know, you know, like Crohn's disease and stuff like that, they have flare ups, yeah, don't yeah. they? Yeah. So, I like a mental illness to that. Like, with me, I'll have a series of things that happen 
that will lead to the flare-up, okay. which will be the worst day, the bad day. Do you know what I mean? And then after that, it will subside. And I think that that's what it is. It's a, it's a gradual... How does yours sort of come about? And how does it... Is there anything, any triggers for yours? Or it just... Do you know what, mate? Like, with me... Like, so my triggers are... Like, I've got a very stressful job. I love my job, and I need to put that out there just in case anyone from work's listening. Um, I absolutely do. I love my job. It, it's very stressful, but it's very rewarding along the same time. Um, and like, I don't live with my two boys. I'm separated, but divorced. Um, and I find that when I'm missing them, it's danger time for me. So if I'm having a stressful period at work, plus I start missing my boys, they're the two dangers. And then... What happens is, like, I tend to start pushing people away. I get, I get very angry at the world. Not at anyone in particular. No one does anything wrong. But I tend to, I tend to push people away. And what I'll do is I'll look for little things, and then I'll magnify them in my head. But that's not me. That's my illness that does that. So, someone will only have to say something to upset me a little bit. I'll overthink it, and then I'll hold it against them, and then I'll push them away. And I'll make everyone know that I'm angry. Like, you, you know, if I'm, if I'm in a bad way, you're all going to know about it. And then it culminates in, a, in a, I'll have one or two days of real dark depression. Um, the, the most recent happened the day before I went on holiday. Literally, three weeks ago before I went, well, the day before, you know, the day before you go on holiday is supposed to be the most exciting time, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I woke up in the morning and... I was stood ironing my stuff for work and I'd missed my boy. I start, I was missing my boys a bit. But I was like, all right, I think I'm going to have a bit of a bad day. And I was due at a meeting. Excuse me, so my head office is down in Chelmsford. Okay. And my site is in Sawtrooge in Peterborough. Um, so, so I was driving, my, my meeting was in the afternoon, so I had to go to site and then go to this meeting. I got to work, I couldn't face it. I couldn't face it, I had to come home. And I come home and I just shut myself in here all day, literally. Just you know, Chernobyl. Watch the whole se- Watch the whole. The whole thing. Watch the whole series back to back. Just literally laid on the laid on the sofa and watched Chernobyl all day. The day before I'm due to go on holiday. Um, yeah. So that that's that's how it presents itself with me, like a series of events, and then I'll feel it in my side myself, and then I'll get to a bad day, and then after the bad day. I'm exhausted the following day I'm absolutely shattered beating yourself up as well like, yeah it? because like with me like and, 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 and I guess with anyone that suffers with depression and anxiety like I'm my biggest critic I'm so hard on myself now when I first got unwell when I wanted to kill myself when I attempted suicide after I come out the other side of that didn't really manage my mental health properly and then it, and it ended up nearly a year ago now I got really unwell more unwell the second time than I did when I attempted my life by the way after I come off the back of that was when I decided I needed to fight my mental illness I needed to fight it head on so now every time I get unwell there's a little bit of me that feels guilty like oh you've let it beat you again but then again then I look and I'm like well no I haven't let it beat me at all in any way shape or form because I'm still sat here you know and you do, yeah. So I'm normally exhausted the day after a bad day. Do you, do you ever go through like any, any like therapy or things like that? Do you ever speak to anyone about it? Or I'm, I'm very lucky. 
in the sense that I've got a really good circle of friends. We lost a friend to suicide in 2012 for himself under a train. Um, And in that group of friends, we had one friend who had a breakdown on the way home from work one night. Works in the city. And on his way home from work, he dropped a message in the WhatsApp group saying, guys, I'm in a bad way. But I need, this is a cry for help. So I jumped in my car, went and saw him. Um, and when I started speaking to him it was like you know I've got these battles as well and I let him know and then he was like right well you need to get help and I didn't I went and I went and I've had hypnotherapy um, really worked the thing is I, I, I suffered with now this is do you know what this is actually I'm going to tell you something that I've not told any of my Instagram followers I've not told anyone I don't think literally a handful of people know this when I went to see my therapist I got diagnosed with a personality disorder as well whatever like bipolar sort of thing or what did they what did they call it I don't know I was a border, I had borderline narcissism okay which is like that word like do you know what I'm going to get so much hate over this but that that <laughs> that word if people look at narcissists as horrible people and it is, but it's a personality disorder um, and I got help for it I went into hypnotherapy and it and it, and it went do you know what I mean? And like my therapist, Dawn, her name is, worked so hard on me. But she was like, your depression and your anxiety, plus your personality disorder, like it's. Recipe for disaster. It was a recipe for disaster. So I worked really hard on my personality disorder. Like I'd done, done CBT, I'd done hypnotherapy and stuff. So going back to do I talk about it now? I make no bones of telling people when I'm having a bad day now. Like, I'll tell my girlfriend, I'll tell my friends, I'll tell my mum. Um, and if it needs to be, I'll go to the doctors. I, I, I don't feel like I need medical help now because I'm in, a, I'm in a headspace that I know when I'm having a bad day, I know how to cope with it, I know how to fight it, and I know what to expect. I'm not saying that I'll never need the medical help again, because I will. But it's at a good stage right now. I feel like I'm the same as... Exactly how you I are. I can manage it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. At the beginning, when you're not sure what it is and things like that, you, it's scary. Yeah, and you're not sure what to do. It's just like really, you're looking to these people, yeah. therapists, things like that, just to give you a bit of advice. Like, Absolutely. Help you control it. Like, yeah. No, it's, it is. I think it's important that you do have that circle around you as well. And this is why I encourage people to talk and to open up because. It's all. It's got to be about a conversation. Now I know more than anybody. Well, not more than I know more than anybody. Do you know, do you know what? My girlfriend's going to listen to that bit because all she ever says is like how I think I'm the best at everything. So when I say I know more than anybody, I'm not. No, what I mean is I sympathise with everybody on this bit on how hard having that initial conversation is because I've been there. I've been to a point where I took my. I tried to take my own life safe. Yeah, no, I heard it on your. Kate, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I listened to that one and I, that's the first time I'd sort of heard the, the story. Of yeah. Did, yeah. And, I, and I got that, oh, I tried to take my own life, mate. And had I gone through with it, the conversations that would have been had amongst my circle of friends, amongst work colleagues, amongst my family, it was never said anything to me. Because yeah. cause they because you don't. So I appreciate how hard it is to open up. But once, and you'll be able to back this up, once you do start getting help. Like this, it's almost you need that eureka moment, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Just speaking, honestly, just speaking to people 
I've said it countless times, like, this is like my therapy. It's weird. I don't 100%. see a therapist, but like just opening up, speaking about what's it's going on nice. in my mind. It's, yeah. yeah. It's just it's all coming off. It's all you, coming off your shoulders. And... Yeah, absolutely. Because, uh, I'm, you know, even now, whilst you're well, I bet you still have bad days. Yeah, of course. But I know how to just turn the, vo- like, turn the volume down. That's what I mean. Whereas before, it would just crank up to the max. And yeah. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. When I feel it coming, I just, just know what to do. Just yeah. turn the volume down and I can yeah. control it. Whereas yeah. normally... I'll just try and continue with what I'm doing like there's nothing wrong I'll just whatever I was I don't know, like you said before I used to work in office I used to be an ops manager I'd, go, I'd have to go to a meeting mm-hmm. on the way down there I'd start to feel awful I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't think twice about ringing my boss and saying I, I don't feel too well I can't do this I'd just go there sit yeah. through the whole thing yeah. feel awful the whole time not pay attention to anything exactly what you're saying when I get home lights off in my room not say a word you get the brain fog don't yeah. you and then, then the next morning like yourself, I'd be fine. I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't do anything. Exhausted. Yeah, finish. Yeah. And I didn't do nothing to exhaust myself. See, this this is the thing with depression. Like, so when I talk about it for people, I tell them, like, how. Like, so people with depression, they'll listen to this and they'll go, do you know what, Jamie, you're spot on. People who haven't got depression, I don't want to say they don't understand it because they do. We live in a society now where I think every single person is starting to really understand mental illness. Like, and I love that. I love that it's being recognised alongside cancer, heart disease, HIV, because it is a serious. It takes lives. No, it does. You're right. You're not wrong. It takes lives. Yeah, it so it, it, it should. It should. You know, like the World Health Organization. They, they've got. They've over the last year had this massive drive on mental illness. And so going back to what I was saying, like I, t- I explain how it sucks everything out of you. Like the worst, because people say depression leaves you fear. Is it the worst when you're feeling sad? No, because at least you're feeling something. For me, my depression is at its worst when I feel nothing. Yeah, that's it. When I feel nothing. Like I was explaining to someone a while back and I said, do you know how hard it is to look in the mirror and wish the person looking back at you dead? Do you know how hard that is to feel? Because any someone who suffers with depression, you'll understand. You do, don't you? You look in the mirror and the guy looking back at you, that's not you. You want that person dead. That's how I felt. Yeah, but I never got to that stage, to be honest. Not like thinking about doing anything yeah. harming myself, but it was in that sort of sense where you look at the mirror and look, I sort of I didn't wish that person dead in those sort of words. But yeah, it was like I want I want the old sad back. Yeah. Where's the sad that just didn't care about anything and was happy go lucky? That's the same art yeah. as I am. Like, That's what I mean. Like, just when, when I'm unwell, I want Jamie back. Do you know what I mean? I want Jamie, who's, who's a father to two boys, who's who bumps into people in town and, and has a natter with everyone and, you know, has a laugh and a joke at work. I don't want Jamie who's angry at everybody. I don't want Jamie... When we, you know, when I talk about how did I know I was unwell and I'll tell you I look back and I reflect one of the things I reflect back on is I used to coach football I remember you saying yeah yeah, yeah I, used to, I used to coach kids football and loved it I really miss it now to be honest absolutely loved it when I was unwell I got I didn't even get joy from that I'd be there's times where I've coached these kids and I've been stood coaching and I've not wanted to I've done it because I'm there and you know the kids expect you know the parents expect it the kids expect it the kids need me to be there so I've cracked on but I've sat there I've been there I've, I've coached before and I've been on the football field like I don't want to be here I just want to be at home in bed shut away 
and that's that's how it gets, isn't it? It's weird, isn't it? How all of a sudden it all changes. Like, I'm, I know someone now who, because of what I'm doing, is a friend of mine. Yeah. He hasn't really told people what he's going through at the moment, but he does confine in me. Yeah. Uh, who's going through exactly what we're both talking about now and locking himself in his room, staying very quiet, very isolated, and things like that. And it's weird how you just all of a sudden come out of it and then you just think I'm not going to do that anymore you know with you you had a bit of a revelation's the right word where obviously you went to take your life and you had some sort of, you had an epiphany or something yeah. like, you know what no I'm not doing this and yeah they were, they were my exact words you had a turnaround they, they, I'm not doing this they were my exact words at the time and you just thought no and then somehow it all just changed yeah and then like you say now you have your bad days but the next day you sort of just Go. You learn. You learn to control it. But I don't. I'm trying to still have, find the answer to this question myself. What What has happened to for someone to get that control over it? I yeah. want to help my friend. This person, you know, who's uh, yeah. who's come to confine in me. And every time he speaks to me about, it, I, I just I'm honest. I'm like I don't know. It just sort of everything just turns around. I think time. this is it, Sav. Like so, if people do confide in you, so anyone doing what we do, people. I've got to be careful how I word this now. People look at you as if you're a medical expert. That's it, there you go. I'm not a doctor, and I tell people this all the time. I get people confiding in me all the time, and it's great. And and, and anyone that's listening to this, please don't stop doing that, please. Um, But people come to me for advice, and I have to say to them, that's what it is, it's advice. Like, I can can only give you what's happened to me and how I've done it, but everyone's different. Like, you all manage stuff differently. Excuse me. You'll manage stuff different to me. I'll manage stuff different to you. I'm not a doctor. And that's, you know, that's the first thing I tell people. First question I ask, you've been to the doctors yet? And I get frustrated when people go, no, I don't want to go to the doctors. Why don't, why don't you want to go to the doctors? Oh, they're going to put me on medication. And? Did you ever, ever have medication or anything like that? Or? I'm on medication now, mate. Oh, you, did, what, what, you don't mind me asking, what is it? Yeah. I'm on Venlafaxin. Venlafaxin, I don't think I've ever heard that one before. Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> mate, I've... Oh, it's been like Pokemon You've with me. have been for a few, yeah. I've tried Sertraline, uh, Amitriptyline, um, I think... Oh, I can't think of them out. I've tried about half a dozen, and each and every one of them had a negative side effect. Venlafaxin's the one that works. Works for you, I guess. Works for me. Yeah. Because I've, I've got a few people who I speak to and some of them will say one works for them but doesn't work for the other. And no, it doesn't. Think, yeah, it doesn't. It's a, the thing is, what you've got to realise is an antidepressant, they're called SS, SSRIs or SSSRIs. Basically, they replace the serotonin and that's what depression is. It's a lack of chemical depression, clinical depression, sorry, is a lack of serotonin in the brain. It's a chemical, it's a physical chemical that's missing. Right, yeah. Now, basically, these antidepressants, they replace the serotonin in your brain they give you more yeah so serotonin is a natural it's a naturally occurring chemical within the body happy, yeah, yeah the, that thing out there the sun yep. helps with and exercise okay but I need these tablets so I get frustrated when people go ah oh, not going on happy pills why why tell me why tell me tell me one legitimate reason why you don't want to go on a t- tablet oh I don't want to feel like I'm mad right brilliant but what you're, ha- what you're willing to do is not take your medication. Now, I'm going to pause this here because I'm 
shocking with my medication. Like, literally, when I was making your coffee there, and I looked at my medication, I was like, oh, fuck, I ain't taking that today. Like, I need to take it. Oh, right. Yeah. Really... Yeah. Um, and then... But people aren't willing to take what the doctor prescribes them. Prescribe you for a reason. That's what they're there the doctor's. For, he's yeah. not. He's not there thinking. I'm just gonna throw a pill at you. Yeah. You know what I mean. Like I. I. I know. I've come off medication so many times, but through myself, never once has a doctor told me to come off medication. Yeah, I think they don't. I don't think they ever do. To be honest, I've come off. Like so, I have to have. Med- I have to have reviews on my medication. And never once have I been for a medication review, and the doctor said, "Yeah, you're better. You can come off that now." They've lowered the dosage on stuff. Yeah. Um. And they've upped the dosage on stuff. Like at the minute, I'm on 75 milligrams. Um, that was upped because I was on 50. Oh. And then I went for my review and spoke to the doctor. You've got to be fairly honest as well. Because like a lot of people, when they go to the doctors, they're not, they're not going to be honest with themselves. And if that happens, then you're not going to be prescribed the right things. You're not getting the right... Listen, if I was to take my car into the garage tomorrow and I wasn't 100% honest with the mechanic, is the mechanic going to fix my car? <laughs> or is he going to fix the problem I've told him to fix? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? This is where I get frustrated with people. Like, when it comes to your mental health, treat it the same as you treat your physical health because the two go hand in hand. And if anything, your brain's the most complex organ in the body. It's, uh, it is, isn't it? It's the most yeah. complex organ. Like, so why don't we treat that with the same respect we treat our heart and our lungs? We don't. Yeah, we don't, we actually don't. No, we, we don't, don't, do we? It's like, I'll, I'll tell you now, I bumped into a guy last week who'd read one of my newspaper articles. I'm chatting away, and he's an old friend of mine. And um, he started opening up about he's suffering de- with depression, and he's now living in a flat, and he said, my flat's dirty, I've got no energy to clean it, I've got no energy to wash, I'm not eating. And I went, right, I said, you've been to the doctor? And he went, don't want to go to the doctors. I said, Why? You know, I don't know what to say to him. Now, this guy's got heart trouble. He's, he's had two operations on his heart. Wow. Like, he's an older gentleman, known him years and years and years. And I said to him, I said, right. I said, get to the doctors. I said, because if that was problem with your heart, you'd go, wouldn't you? And he'd go, well, yeah, of course I would. And I said, in fact, your children would make you go. Your friends would make you go. And we'd worry about you. I said, so why won't you go? with your brain and he looked at me and it was like this light bulb went off in his head yeah, you could see the change of thing in his face and he went, <laughs> he went yeah I should go I was like no you need to go I was like because your heart needs to be treated with the same level of respect uh, your brain sorry needs to be treated with the same level of respect as you treat your heart yeah. and this is what I'm saying Sav we do need to but it's normalising it isn't it I think it is I'd see I always say this I don't know if it's because I'm doing it now Podcasting and trying to raise awareness for it, that it's out there more. I don't yeah. know if it's because I'm doing it and I'm looking for it now that I've noticed that it's out there more, mm-hmm. or it was really out there five, six years ago when it all started for me. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's a bit. I do feel like it's getting better. I, I do feel like more people are recognising it. Absolutely, and you're 100 percent right, mate. People are recognising it, and I love that. Like we were chatting before we started recording, and I said about podcasts. Like every time I log into onto Instagram now. Someone else is doing a mental health podcast. Yeah. Like, brilliant for me. Great, yeah. That's, as long as they don't take away my listening, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that, that, it's brilliant for me. Like, it, it means people are engaging. Yeah. People are talking about it. And what, uh, what was quite nice for me when I had this little moment, so I work in the construction industry. Um, 
and I'm going to ask you a question. Have you ever worked in the construction industry? I do, but I'm not on site no more. Right. I do domestic now, but I was on site. Right, okay. So tell me the image of the construction industry. Lads, lads, lads. Is that bad? I don't know. No, 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 no. Just tell, tell yeah, me. Tell just, me. Right. I, mental health, yeah, I could not imagine ever going on site and telling anyone on site that I'm having a mental breakdown or and, I don't feel good. And why is that? They just, I feel like they wouldn't get it. Because they're lads and they're scaffolders and they're yeah, bricklayers and they're yeah, groundworkers yeah. and all they care about is being men and yeah. talking about shagging birds yeah, and drinking. Yeah. and Yeah, so before I went on holiday, I had to find my boss to tell him I weren't going to this meeting. Oh, yeah, you said Yeah, so I come home. Yeah, I come home. Yeah. I had a bad day. Yeah. Called him. I had to phone him and I said, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to make this meeting this afternoon. And he went, oh, right, why? I said, I don't feel well. I'm going home. He didn't ask any more questions there and then. Does he know? So, I come home. Next day, I was on site. I was in the office and my boss walked in. Great guy, my boss. And um, he's like, how are you? I was like, all right. And he said, uh, what was wrong with you? And laughed. I think he thought I'd been out on the piss the night before. And I said, I suffer with depression. And he went, oh. And I went, yeah. And I was having a bad day. And, I, and he went, no. He said, that's absolutely fine. He's like, and that for me was a big moment. He gets it. And he went, yeah, he goes, no. He said, well, you're right. He said, in this day and age, we do treat it as a proper illness. And he said, that's absolutely fair enough. He said, you sure you're all right today? I was like, yeah, I'm absolutely. I'm, well, I, weren't, I weren't 100%, but I was I was capable. Of, I was able to do my job. Well, you went to work, so you're obviously feeling a bit better yeah. than you were yesterday. And so, <laughs> so I tried chatting to him about it. And I said, listen, if I had a sick bug, I'd have gone home. And he was like, no, you're right. You're 100% right. Um, so, probably about four months ago now, within the industry, we had a thing called a time to talk day. Time to talk day. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people are doing these now. I think they're great. Yeah, go on. I sat the lads down. I sat the lads down in a canteen. Literally, I sent my forklift driver around. So I'm the site manager. I sent the forklift driver around. And I went, tell all the lads, I want them in the canteen at 10 o'clock. And they all come in thinking I was getting another health and safety briefing. Oh, he's going to talk to us about <laughs> pedestrian walkways or fucking working at height or, you know, yeah. fucking drugs and alcohol. The usual toolbox to health and safety bollocks. But I set up all the chairs, put the kettle down there, tea, coffee. As the lads came in, I was like, make a cup of tea. And they was all like, what's going on? Yeah. What's going on here? So I sat them down and I spoke to them about their mental health and the looks on their faces and then it got to a point where I was explaining that it is a job and we do need to look after our mental health the same as we do with our physical health blah 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 and I thought I need to to really ram this home now I've got to give them a, I've got to tell them a story I've got to give them a scenario and I said everyone in this room knows someone that suffered with poor mental health and has attempted suicide and they looked at me and I was like oh I don't and I went it was me and I told them my story my arsehole was doing that Sav like when I was telling them because bear in mind bear in mind I'm the site manager do you know what I mean like I've got to carry so much respect from these lads yeah yeah I could imagine I've I've been through site managers who you could take the absolute piss out of so you've got to be careful about how much exactly uh, so (laughs) I've got a it was like lucky enough I, I know the lads really well so I told them my story and sent them on their way and, and they was like no thanks that's brilliant that's brilliant that day two lads came up to me privately 
I said, do you know what, I suffer myself. One that's been on medication for years. And another one was unwell and didn't realise unwell until I told him. Until I described what I'd been through. And he was like... Then you know, yeah. Yeah, so, and then obviously my article went in the paper, which is local, all the lads are local to the area. And I had lads coming out. And it's been quite been quite refreshing to see, like, even in that industry, the construction industry, it's breaking down barriers now. Yes. And we are talking about it. For me, my next stage is I want to get into sports clubs. Like a football team, rugby yeah, like, team, like younger, younger people, or 18, 19 year yeah, old lads, young, yeah, young adults, yeah, yeah. Like, so we've got a few football teams in the area. I'd quite like to go in and sit down with them and just talk to them because, again, like I grew up playing football, and that's another lad, lad, lad environment, yeah, isn't yeah, it? No, you're right, yeah, you don't, you don't really expect these conversations to, um, to no. come up. Yeah, Did you watch that thing on BBC with Danny Rose, Peter Crouch? Yes, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so really, good. Really good. So, and that's what sort of put me... I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to do that because I wonder how many football teams, rugby teams, cricket yeah, teams... Sort of thing, yeah. Well, just... You, 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 you're with these guys training on a match day on a Saturday, sat in the change rooms having banter with them. You never really know what's going on. Especially in that, in that level of like... Um, when you're at like that top level football club sort of thing they're basically yeah. like your second family you spend a lot of time with them 100% yeah about 10-11 months of the year you're with them and yeah some people they won't speak about if they're going for anything no anything. like you look at Danny Rose I mean when he went to sign I read something at Sky Sports News I don't know how accurate it was or it might have been on the BBC family, yeah where I, heard I know it. exactly what you're going to say and he was like they, they didn't sign me because they thought I was crazy or something like that and yeah. it's like well, disgusting yeah it's, how can you think like that like, can you imagine an employer doing that yeah you'd, you'd go take him to court wouldn't yeah, you yeah you wouldn't at the end of it of course yeah if, 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 my, if tomorrow I got, if on Monday I got hauled into the office and they went oh by the way we think you're nuts you're going to get sacked I'd say well thank you very much I won't need to work again yeah. because the amount of money I'm going to sue you for <laughs> you know what I mean it's yeah. going to set me up for life no it, 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 it's right so so like you said you're in a good place now yeah yeah, yeah. Um, you can see that continuing um, what, what's, your, what's your plans with podcasting and are you just going to see where it goes well I've uh, I've I've got this idea in my head now start building a structure with the podcast sort of thing so yeah I've I've this will be episode 11, but as of the time of recording now, I haven't released episode 10. Yeah. I normally do one every week. Yeah. But this week, I've fucked up, and because <laughs> of the the episode 10 is like a roundtable discussion with four people. Yeah. And it's, we're all speaking about it, similar to like the BBC thing you saw with uh, yeah. Crouch, Rose, similar to that, and it's just, I'm trying to, uh, I want to adapt that formula for the, every 10 episodes. So it's like, I want to have nine guests, Mm-hmm. The 10th episode is a roundtable discussion. With all those... Well, not them. I'll select a few and yeah, and go in and do it. Then the next awesome. one, same again. Then same again, then same again. Brilliant. So I'm just trying to... I still don't know where I'm going to go with it. It's finding your feet. Yeah. But I feel like that that that, that thing, that roundtable, when I sat back and watched it yesterday, I told you yesterday, we sat down, I was editing it. Yeah. Uh, man, it was incredible. But we were listening to it, was watching it, and it was just... Yeah. I feel like this is like... This is a wicked piece of art. Like people are going to listen to this, and it, it's going to grab people's attention. It's going to make them more aware. People will understand. Yeah. It's, when two people sit down, don't get me wrong. It's nice, but with a group, the discussion 
got so many different opinions. Everybody's been through something different, so I can't explain it. Just yeah, no, that is right. So, so we met. Like I imagine people listen to my podcast because I've only ever done one to ones and a couple on my own. I imagine people to be listening to them while they're doing a cleaning or. Yeah, Chill well, it in the bath or walking the dog. Like you said, you commute a lot for work. Same with me. Like yeah. I've been working in Wimbledon recently, from North London to Wimbledon. It's yeah. an hour and a half in the morning. Yeah, stick a so podcast on. That's what I do on the way there, on the way back. Yeah, and uh, you're right with the round table discussion. You got different opinions. Like the the, the, the football one, it was brilliant because I was listening. I'm listening to Crouchy and I'm thinking, right, what's Danny Rose going to say? What's JJ going to say? I could sit. That's what I mean. I could sit down. This one's like I release mine on YouTube as well, but just with a thumbnail. Yeah. I just release the audio. It's just another platform for people to to listen on. Mm-hmm. Some people don't use the podcast app, or I just try and reach out to as many as I can. Yeah. So it's nice that it will come out audio form. Yeah. And if they want, there's going to be the video there, and that people can sit down and watch it. And I can imagine myself sitting down on a sofa, whacking it on the telly. Yeah. And sitting and watching it, and it's it's nice to be like I'm creating that. And I'm getting a good feeling. Creating from, that know. conversation yeah. as well. You're, you're engaging everybody. Because like you, 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 you said, you know, just a while ago, talking's the best therapy. The and best. You're, you're creating that. You're, you're encouraging it, yeah. people to sit down, to talk, to discuss. And me and you have done it. It's not until you start talking that you feel comfortable and then you can open up about something. And, yeah, by, by creating... Yeah, so that's, that's, that's a really good idea, mate. What about... Yours. I mean, you, your podcast. Is just uh, have you got a, a structure to it? Does it come out all the time, or is it just so? We do I it when we do it. I try to do weekly. Um, June was mad for me at work. Didn't have time. Like I said, I didn't have time. I did have time, but by the time I got home from work, trained at the gym, I was zapped. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. they do take a bit of energy. Um, so with me, like, yeah, I'm gonna try and do it weekly. Um, I've got something in the pipeline with the local radio station, so I'm waiting to see what happens with that. Um, I want to get back on track of it. So at the minute, this is episode nine. Um, I want to do my my initial block was to do 15 episodes, um, and on the 15th episode, I wanted. Yeah, sorry, but apologies about that. My girlfriend rung me whilst we was talking. Um, so yeah, uh, I forgot what I was even saying. I'll kill her for that now. Fifteenth episode. Oh yes, yeah, so for the fifteenth fifteenth episode, um, people know my story, um, and basically, I want I, I want someone to interview to ask me how, to talk about the series of podcasts to see what I've got from it, where I think I've helped people, what's happened through it. And just go through there. But do you know what, mate? I just enjoy doing it. I'm the same as you, mate. Yeah. I just enjoy doing it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put a timeline on it. After the fifteenth episode, I'll probably go on to do. To, like I don't know about you. I follow uh, Eric Thomas, the hip hop preacher, ET. Oh, no, I haven't seen him. Well. Uh, he's uh, a motivational speaker in the states. Fantastic. Um, he started off doing podcasts. I think he's on like episode three hundred and seven. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. like, yeah, I'm just going to just keep doing them. I've got loads of ideas. I want to do something with my kids because I want to talk to them because I'm really passionate about, I think, children should be made aware of mental illness at a young age. Obviously not the gory details, but just letting them know that it's okay to feel sad. I talk to my children all the time, but and, and that's another conversation. Um, 
I've got other guys on Instagram, other podcasters. So this is my second collaboration. I've got I've got others I want to collab with, and yeah, just want to keep go keep it going. And I hope that's what I've been speaking as well about. See what you said about speaking to kids and that. Yeah. Speaking recently to a lot of people I've had on the show and uh, yeah. I've been saying that as well. I think they should implement it just to like, if you feel down, especially with young men, like if you feel down, go speak to your mum, go speak to your dad, go go tell them you don't feel good. It's it's okay. You know. What yeah, I mean? absolutely. So my eldest lad is ten, and he's at a vulnerable age now, I suppose, yeah. where he's going to go through puberty, he's going to go through changes, and I was honest with their mum about it. I said, look, we've got to, we've got to talk real for a minute because I've suffered with what I've suffered with and it's hereditary through my family my granddad suffered with depression yeah. likelihood is one of my two my brother he suffers with depression the likelihood is one of my two children they may suffer with it they may suffer with it so I want to put them in a position now A they can recognise it in themselves and B they can recognise it in each other and C that they know they can get help so I tell my children Always, first question I always ask them is, how are you feeling? And if they're feeling sad, tell me why you're feeling sad. Like, and and they're, they're good boys. They know that they can come to me, their mum, their nan, anyone with a problem. And I think that, that's part of being a father. But I just want them to understand it. And like, he's not so much my youngest because he's he's only seven he's not even seven yet so he doesn't really understand talking yeah. but my eldest now he can he can have a conversation like he knows what I go through oh right he's, yeah he knows that I'm unwell they, they they'll just tell you daddy's tired um, they don't obviously know all the gory details I mean they will do when, when they're the up, time's right when the course, time's right yeah. I'll sit down and talk to them um, but yeah they do understand it and that's what I'm passionate about because I want I want my children to be as supportive as my friends have been and as I am. Like, I want them, when they're even now at 10 years old, if he's sat with his mate and his mate's sad, I want him to be able to talk and engage his mate and to recognize it, to recognize it, to say, Look, if you spoke to your mum and your dad about this, you know, Um, so I'm really passionate about that. Um, so yeah that's, that's, that's one of the things I want to do is do a podcast with my boys just 10 minutes because it would be too much for them but just a 10 minute chat just to get out there so people can see where kids are with it and hopefully you know there might be a dad out there that will listen to it and go yeah do you know what I'm going to speak to my children about this they could get, obviously a lot of people might think how do I speak to my kids about it how do yeah. I speak yeah and it is, it is so important that you have those conversations and like I always say anything to do with mental health and mental illness it all starts with a conversation yeah so yeah so um, Sav it's been amazing yes thank you so much um, I always end this always end my podcast with a question so if anyone's out there listening to my podcast or your podcast and they're not feeling great and they want to start getting help what's your advice to them first and foremost see a doctor I and when I was suffering, I waited two years before I even went to see a doctor, thinking, I've got this. I didn't have it. Got a lot worse. Probably could have stopped all the bad things happening mm-hmm. if I just went to see a doctor from the off. See a doctor. Speak up. Speak mm-hmm. to someone. If you don't feel good, just, just have a conversation with your friend, your mum, your dad. Just just get it out there. Chances are you'll probably feel a lot better once you uh, start talking. Yeah. 
Yeah. Start talking. I think yeah. Start talking. Speak up. Then that that is it. That that is it. That is the that will help you so the initial, much. The initial conversation. That's the first step that will help you so much. Yeah. And don't don't be ashamed of it neither. No, don't hide no, from it. That's it. No. Don't. Yeah. It's, it's, I realised once I started speaking about it, I was the first one in my friendship group to turn around and say like. Yeah. I, I didn't know I was ill, but once I was told I was ill. I was the first one. Yeah. Now in my friendship group, there is four or five people who have been through it, recognised it. Yeah. Re- recognised they had a similar thing. Yeah. Got over it. Yeah. You know, and that that's because someone spoke up. Now everybody feels comfortable in our group speaking yeah. about it. That's yeah. Just, just have to speak about it. Speak Absolutely. About it. Don't feel ashamed. No. Yeah. Well done. Sav, thank you so much, mate. I really appreciate it. <laughs> so, guys, what I'm going to do is I'm going to link Sav's um, podcast. Uh, I'll tag it. I'll, I'll take Sav's page on Instagram. And yeah, like I say, you'll be able to get this on Anchor, Spotify, all the other platforms. Um, again, last time, thank you so much, mate. I really appreciate it. It's been brilliant. Um, yeah, so just hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm heading off to Sheffield. Yeah. You're going out for dinner. Yes. And yeah, no. So thanks for listening, guys. And I will catch up with you all soon. Take care.